This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. The voices and opinions from this podcast do not represent the teams, the players, the organizations, or our very special guests work for. The OIW Podcast Network broadly brings to you this special presentation of the Mascots of Poke Group Podcast. This is a bonus episode. And this evening, um, we are um, sitting down with the president of the Mascot Miracles Foundation, Rich- Richard. Um, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for the invite. I'm excited. So, hold on one second. My Alexa is going off right now like it always does recently. <laughs> So, Alexa, please the, be quiet. Yes. So, in the last episode, we were talking about community outreach and how how great it is about being in the community. And I've also mentioned that for my birthday week, my birthday month, I am raising money for the Mascot Miracle Foundation. And the link is in our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash mascot miracle fund. I'm sorry, wow. Facebook.com backslash mascot support group. You find the pin, you see it right there. So, right now, like I say, we have Richard with us. He's the president of the Mascot Miracles Foundation. So, Richard, how did this um, begin? How did it all start? So it all started about 12 years ago. Um, my son and I, we met a little um, four-year-old girl who was battling leukemia. And uh, she absolutely fell in love with a couple mascots. And from there, it progressed to where she wanted to continue seeing the mascots. And um, there was a particular event that she was raising money for a specific uh, cancer research team. And she asked us if we could help her out be on part of that team. And so we got all the mascots, the professional college mascots here in the state of Utah together. And we, we decided we wanted to do a dodgeball tournament to help her raise money. And we ended up raising uh, $2,500 for, for, her, for, for her team that particular day. And that's kind of where it all got started. All the mascots are like, this is so cool that we were able to come together as a group instead of just being with just our individual teams and schools. As a group, look, the, look what we were able to accomplish in the community. And um, from there, we just kind of come up with an idea. Okay, well, let's continue to do this. Let's come up with an idea and a name. And, you know, we decided since we're all mascots, we'd, we would name it the mascots. And, you know, they we kind of figured it was kind of a miracle thing that we were doing with the community. And so just the mascot miracles came to mind and we went with it. And, you know, we started that. And 11 years ago, we become a nonprofit. Uh, first year that we did it, we signed up 25, 25 families that all had children. But that back then, it was just all cancer. And then um, the second year, we decided, you know what, we could just limit it to cancer because there's a, a bunch of other health conditions out there that we wanted to, to serve as well. And all those kids deserve to have the same type of opportunities. So we, we reached out and we branched out and said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make it so we can create experiences and memories. And that's what we do. We create memories and experiences for families that have children with serious to terminal health conditions. And we went from 25 families the first year to where over 1,600 families we're serving right now. 
Wow. That is very impressive. Like, so you get all these mascots involved without yeah. saying who you are or who you've been. How many years have you had in the mascot field? So I've been personally involved in mascotting over 30. 30 years? Yeah. Wow. So, thank you. Thank you for your service for 30 years. Thanks. Plus, it's been awesome. um, there's been a lot of a lot of ups and downs. It's been fun to be with different teams throughout throughout my career and you know, different different corporate stuff as well. But um, you know, the last 10 years, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, are probably the most memorable just because it's not about showing up for the for the events and the, the teams, but it's more of showing up to bring smiles to faces of families that basically are, you know, they're devastated. They've hit rock bottom with the things that they've had to go through. And and to hear that your child's not going to make it, you know, I, I don't I don't even understand how a parent can function after hearing those words. Yeah. Um, luckily, luckily, I have, you know, three beautiful children that are all married and we're able to all go out and serve the community because none of us have any serious health conditions. So we're able to focus our time on, on bringing these smiles to these kids. But it, it's heartbreaking. I mean, for instance, two weeks ago, we put on a prom for a, a young girl named Kimmy Hansen, and two days later, she passed away. And then this past Monday, the mascots were at her funeral, all dressed up, you know, saying goodbye to her at the, the cemetery. And, and that's happened over 20 times. These, these mascots, you know, they, they become part of the family. They're stuffed animals for these these kids. And I don't understand, I don't understand what it is. Um, some of the parents have come up with what they call the mascot effect. And these, these children take these mascots and it almost puts them in a make-believe world. And they know that when any of the mascots are around, that nothing bad's going to happen. It's like they're their protectors. And it's just, it's awesome. It's amazing to see. It's heartbreaking at the same time. You know, you're one day you're smiling, the next day you're crying because the child you just saw two days earlier is now no longer going to be anything you are ever going to do again. So, yeah, it, it takes its toll. There's no doubt. But we, we've we've tried to learn over the last 11 years that we can't control the outcome for the majority of these health conditions, but we can control a moment. Yeah, I say the thing is about me is I don't like. Well, a lot of people know about this. I was a premature kid. Preemie, 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 preemie. Doctors did not think I was going to survive. They did not think at all I was going to be where I am today, be able to walk, do all this stuff. And my doctor told my parents, give him haagen ice cream. And now I'm 37. Good job. Now, now like, let's say, teaching fitness classes. Like, I'm doing whatever I can now to help give, give back. And that's why all these great organizations out there um, that do that. Yeah. And Mascot Miracle Foundation has become one of the leaders in the mascot community when it comes to giving back. Well, thank and you. Like, and like I said, not a lot of people here in the East Coast know knows about you guys. And hopefully they will after uh, with this episode, then we can get your, your crew to come to the East coast. You can have one nice mascot party. So we would like that a lot. Um, you know, it's amazing how 
far out there we've actually been reached out to. Um, you know, I, I know that the New Jersey Devils mascot has reached out before. And, um, you know, we've, we've had them. You know about the mascot bowl that the Jazz Bear would always put on. And we've got mascots yep. from all over the country that come in to play in that game. And on why they're out there, they they generally will do something, you know, with the foundation or, or some kind of deal. I mean, we brought, we brought in college or not college, but uh, professional mascots to do different events with us from out of state. And they've enjoyed it. They've thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, we've been asked when we can branch out to other states, but, you know, we're so busy out here in Utah that we just can't, we can't go anywhere. We've just been swamped. You know, when you start saying you're serving 1600 people, it's tough to, to keep up with the experiences and putting on the parties that we, we put together for these kids. But, you know, I would love, I would love for the whole world to be able to enjoy something like this and to be able to have mascots from all over the country, you know, jump in and serve these, these kids. And to be honest with you, these kids deserve, you know, any type of experience that they can get because, you know, they've been dealt a crappy deal to cards and just to be able to see the smiles on their faces and, you know, to see a child that, you know, might not be here next week and to see them and their attitude towards life is, you know, it, it humbles me every single time I, you know, I have my own pity party for the dumb things in life that go on. Without a doubt, I, I get to hang out with one of our heroes and, you know, my problems are small compared to what they have. And these children have every right to be bitter and angry at the entire world, but they're the most humble and, and uplifting kids I've ever met in my life. You know, you would never know that these children have serious health conditions because they're just, they're full of life and they're here. And there's no doubt in my mind, these kids are here to try to make humanity a better place. And if everybody in the world got to hang out with 1600 kids that I got to hang out with all the time, this world would be a better place. There's no doubt in my mind. Joseph. Yeah. Um, with everything he says so far, what's on your mind? Like what's popping in your head? Honestly, man, I'm uh, I'm just listening and real, just really, you know, uh, taking it all in. Um, this is um, the industry I'm proud to be in, and um, you guys at the Mascot Miracle Foundation, you guys do absolutely uh, amazing work, and uh, I thank you so much for um, what you do. Um, you know, because at the end of the day. Um, we do it for these kids, you know, uh, events, you know, like the mascot games, you know, we go and we compete and we have fun, but at the end of the day, it's about community and giving back, uh, to those kids, you know, who, um, have life, have a, you know, a curveball, you know, thrown at them. So we just take that time to, um, really just, you know, put a smile on their face, you know, cause you know, <sighs> Our characters, you know, aren't strong enough to fight the sickness out of them, but smiles are the next best thing. And, you know, that's what we do. And um, when I first started, you know, in public speaking and I went to various communities and I heard different stories of, you know, overcoming things like addiction and overcoming things like, um, you know, bullying and other things like that and just, you know, other events like that, um, you could really hear what they went through and it's just um uh, you know it, it was a really gloomy place you know 
to be sometimes, you know, you know, like, like a hospital or like, you know, a care center, you know, it, it can be a pretty gloomy place, but, you know, and of course I'm proud of the work that I do no matter what, you know, but it's just something about the mascot industry. that's really special um, because, you know, God gave us a gift um, and he does miracles. And I'm very humbled to uh, be in uh, this amazing, amazing industry. So. Yeah. We- um We've seen a bunch of miracles throughout the years. And like I said, I mean, not all of our children are terminal. So, you know, we don't say goodbye to all of them. And But there's there's children that have been told their entire life they can't do something. Um, you know, and, and these children have a different view of life than what what I have. You know, I had, I had dreams of becoming certain things when I grew up. Well, these kids have a different dream. I mean, they hope to be accepted. They hope to be to find a friend when they go to school. They hope that they won't get bullied. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, they hope that they'll they'll see a tomorrow. And and those are all hopes that you know, it, it sucks that these kids have to go through that and uh, to actually have to worry about those type of hopes. When you know, I get up every day and I'm just. You know, I hope I have a clean T-shirt or something to put on. And these guys have, you know, a total different hope thing. You know, that's sad that a kid has to hope to find a friend just because they're different. And, you know, okay, I'm in a wheelchair. I have a ventilator. I have a feeding tube. Why does that, why do they deserve to be treated, you know, differently and, and looked down upon by society? It's, it's horrible. It's horrible to see. It's horrible to hear about. It just, it just crushes you. And these kids... All they want is to be friends and, and to, to love, to be loved, to be, be looked at like they're just normal kids. They know they're not normal, but why can't we treat them like they are? And, you know, that's what we do. That, that's the one thing within this foundation is we never, ever tell a family or a child, you can't do something. And a couple of experiences, I don't know what kind of time frame we have, but I want to give you a couple of experiences. Um, number one, I was at uh, a Ronald McDonald House event one night, and uh, we were doing a video a video night of Kung Fu Panda. And we were all getting ready to leave. All the mascots were leaving. And this one young girl, um, I think she was seven, and she was going crazy on her mom's lap. And the, the, the sounds that were coming out of her mouth was bow, 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 bow. She was just jumping up and down on her mom's lap. And um, her mom stopped and she says, what, you want to show, you know, do you want to show Felix how you, how you bounce? And she shook her head. So her mom took her took her hands underneath her armpits and put her on the floor. And this little girl had a huge smile on her face. And Felix stopped and he looked at her and he sat down to pay attention to her because this little girl really wanted his attention. And um, she started bouncing up and down on the floor. And then all of a sudden she stopped and her legs locked. The little girl had this huge smile on her face. And, and the smile from the mom's face took a different turn. And all of a sudden it wasn't so much a smile. It was more almost a look of... Um, fear and uh she sat there and looked at her daughter for a few seconds and she took her hands from underneath her armpits and the little girl just stood there which is great you know okay and just stand there it's not a big deal you're, you're seven years old and um felix had no idea what this little girl had and um mom took her hands away from her armpits and her girl started standing there and the mom's eyes started to water and uh 
all of a sudden, as you know, what a mascot will do when he's one-on-one with a child, he's, he's going to try to get a hug. And so he held out his hands. And without thinking, this little girl walked about eight feet, threw her arms around Felix's neck, and, and he picked her up, and mom started falling. And um, Felix walked around the hallway, and mom was right on her tail, right on his tail. He handed her back to mom, and I'll never forget the words out of his mom's mouth. She said, for five years, my daughter's been in therapy. She's never even stood on her own. Today, you made my daughter walk. And uh, <laughs> all he was doing is walking by in character. And Felix didn't tell her she couldn't do something. And he held at her, he held out his hands and, and gave her that, you can. And she did. And whether she ever walked again, I don't know. She was in town for... Um, for treatments, and then, and then she was leaving because she was staying in the Ronald McDonald house. So I don't, I never, I don't know what happened after that. But that particular night, I witnessed a miracle happen right in front of my eyes with a character and this this young hero. Um, another particular instance is we had uh, a young man. His name was we call him Gator. His name was Caden Darger, and um, we met him at a Special Olympics event, and. Uh, he was sitting all by himself, just picking the grass. And um, one of the mascots went over and sat down with him and played with him for a little bit. Gator didn't give him any attention whatsoever. And um, when they left, um, we got to see this kid like two more two more events that we were at. And after that, we were doing a Fourth of July parade, and all the mascots got to choose a child that they wanted to be on their float. And this particular mascot um, chose Gator. And I remember having the conversation with this mascot going, um, why, why, would you, why would you pick this young man? He doesn't talk to you. He doesn't give you the time of day. He was nonverbal at the time. And he's like, I don't know. He's, he, there's something about him. Um, I want him on the parade. I said, okay, it's your child. That's who you, who you pick. Well, the day of the event came and there was – five mascots in our in our bus changing and when they started to come outside gator was right there gator come running up to the bus and the only time his parents could ever get him to speak is if they said a word first and he would repeat it he did not do this on his own and uh, so the mom came up and she pointed at the mascots and um she said who is this mascot willie grisby kodiak felix Bumble. He named off all five mascots without being prompted, and his mom lost it. Um, after that, over the next couple of years, every time he would come around one of the mascots, he would improve and be able to communicate. And um, now he can actually carry on full sentences. And the primary children's hospital has actually given us a certificate saying that our foundation is a medical foundation in the autism spectrum realm and that we, they have no medical idea of what changed that other than the mascot effect. They have no, they, there's no medical reason why he can now communicate whereas before he could, he's, you know, a senior in high school. He never communicated before he met the mascots. Well, like the thing is for those um, that are listening and watching and all that. I should have given you a disclaimer that this episode could be a, a tear jerker. 
And it just shows you the effects of what mascots can do in a community. Like, this is fucking amazing. Like, like yes. we love it. Like, sorry that I have tears in my eyes. Like, I know Lucas I'm tearing up as well. Like, like, oh my God. Like, this is why we love what we do. This is why we love suiting up. This is why we love performing. Like, this is why we volunteer to do help in the community. Like, literally, like, how often do you get to have these are the moments live? Like, literally, like, where I work, um, I don't say where I work because um, if, if you know, you know, but there's a lot of kids that come on the spectrum. A lot of kids with special needs and all that. I hear these parents say all the time, like, um, they're not talk, they don't talk to anything like that, all, all that stuff. And I say to myself, okay, let me see how I can interact with these kids and, 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 and make sure they're safe and enjoying, enjoying their, their time at where I work. And, and it is amazing to see, um, all this stuff. And it does make me miss soon enough. It makes me miss mascotting. Like, it makes me miss... All of it. Like, but the thing is, I've said it multiple times. I'm at peace. I am happy of where I am in my career. If I suit up again, awesome. If I don't, that's fine. But but giving back is always going to be one of my biggest things, priorities. And that's why I made this group. That's why I made this podcast. Because we're finding ways to give back. And, and I admire you for doing that and, and saying that. I mean, it's it is nice to be in the suit. It's nice to be able to be that that particular character. But you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes um, that makes everything we do possible. Yeah, it's 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 great that we get to show up to these experiences and and suit up and be able to go out and enjoy the smiles that are put on. But you know, all the volunteers that we have. I mean, we don't have a paid staff whatsoever. Every single person, including myself, are all volunteers within this foundation. And these guys show up and put in countless hours and tears to put these events together that we can go out and, and do for these kids. So keep it up, Charlie. I mean, that's awesome that you're, you're willing to continue doing that because, you know, that's just as valuable part of anything in the community is as long as you can keep giving back, whether it be in character or whether it be in your, your true self, there's still the heart that you're putting into into what you're doing and you know i i can't com compliment and commend my volunteer staff enough they 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 are the heart and soul of what we do i know like one thing i want to start doing a lot here in a massacre support group is have these like fun fundraisers for these charities like i said i kicking it off with mascot miracle foundation for my birthday like all month long um, you'll be able to um go to the link, make the donation, help out this great organization, and and it is it takes lots of work and de dedication to make these events and um to come alive, make these moments for people, make these moments for these kids, make these moments for the families, the parents, the friends, the neighbors, and I at the time of recording. I know a few days ago you had your Halloween trick or treat, trunk or treat, and parade. How was that? Oh man, that one that one was a home run. We were 
we wanted to do something different this year because it's our 10th year as a foundation. And so to celebrate our 10th year, we want to, we want to do a lot of go big or go home experiences for the families just to say thank you for, you know, 10 years. That's a pretty good accomplishment in my opinion. And uh, so the trucker tree, we decided we wanted to put together a um, something different. And so we hired a, a laser show to come in and, and put on a laser show for the kids. And oh my gosh, I had no idea how awesome it was going to be. But we had, we had 1400 people there. And um, we had a ton of support that went around. What we did um, in 2020, when COVID was so, so rabid, we decided we wanted to do something. The families could still get out, but not have to be bunched up. So we come up with some ideas that we do reverse parades. And so what that meant is we would park the, we'd park our families, you know, every other car stall. And then we would go through as a parade style they could stay at their cars. We could go through in vehicles and throw stuff out to the families, and then they would never be around anybody else. So it kept us social distancing the way we wanted it. You know, we were like 12 feet apart instead of six, but they were able to be able to be social distance, but still be able to get out of the house and enjoy stuff. And so we thought that's what, what, it was, what made it really cool. But the families come back and said, you know what made this parades really cool is we didn't have to worry about halfway through the parade, have to pick up our child because they're too tired to finish the parade. Or they're so bunched up that they had to sit and wait. So we decided we wanted to stay with that same theory. And we did that on Saturday night with the, the truck or treats. So we had, like I said, 1,400, 1,400 people there. And at the end, we decided that laser show and see how this would pull off. And 20 minutes, we had a laser show done to Halloween music and just to stand there and listen to the family singing the songs, just screaming it, the logos that we're putting up on the screen. And when they put up on the screen, the no one fights alone model that we go by the never to be forgotten model. Oh my gosh. You would have thought you were at a, a sold out football event because the crowd went crazy. And, um, Ever since then, and, and you guys won't see a lot of that because the comments that are posted are mostly on a private family page that we have, uh, the Mascot Miracles family page. And the comments that are coming through on Saturday's events are just, holy crap, that was, we, we definitely knocked it out of the ballpark. And, you know, once again, it comes from the sponsors, it comes from the volunteers, it came from the community that believes in what we do to show up to help us create. I mean, it, it wasn't a cheap night. I mean, I think we're, I think we ended up spending like $33,000 to make this event possible, but you know what money, there's no, you can't put a price tag on a memory for a child. And I know for a fact, because one of the child children that were there that I got to hug probably won't be here within the next week to two months. He's terminal. I know that for a fact, he came up to me during the laser show, him and his mom stood right next to me. And to be able to watch him smile and enjoy that moment, you can't put a price tag. See, now you're going to make me cry. Thanks. Um, you can't put a price tag on that smile because I can't replace that. Once he's gone, that memory is going to be stuck in that parent's head that she was able to enjoy that memory and that moment in time with her son. Oh. Lucas. Um, yes. I know you're saying that you have to. Um, Good going, yeah. I, I, so, I, I, I'm gonna say you have to pre prepare some TikTok stuff for um, 
you, 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 you guys. So before you go, <laughs> what can what, what, what would you like to ask Richard? Well, first off, I I was gonna do my 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 Nigerian system very late. Um, so literally, your stories literally got me teary eyed this whole time because um I have gone through a couple of um situations similar to that because you did mention Villar. Um, I recently did a birthday party um not too long ago where I got to be Sonic the Hedgehog and not the not the birthday kid, but one of the uh, one of the kids who came in did have a ventilator. Um, and I, I didn't see it, but it really got me teary eyed. I mean, like it almost felt like it was kind of like a, it was like a birthday party meets special needs. So it kind of it kind of blends the two, which I literally it it it, it does get you teary eyed. Really, it, it really it really was a big moment for me. Um, and when I and norm, and surprisingly, um, there was a special we at Chick Fil A we we do have a special Olympics event, and we do bring the cow out. Surprisingly, um, some of the Special Olympics kids came to Chick-fil-A, the one that I worked at. They asked me to be the cow for like 15 minutes. And I said, okay. And I had to pitch my duties and put the cow suit on and um, see these kids for um, 15 minutes. It was just, oh, it was just, again, it was just really touching for me. Just because... It touched me. It touched me because I'm also in the spectrum, and I know I know what it's like for them because they have limitations and capabilities of what they're going through. And I know you. I know that with Mass Up Miracles Foundations, basically the same thing. Like you, you bring people. It's kind of like a make a wish in which you make their wish come true. In this case, they want to see a mascot. You, you basically do that, which is really fantastic and i think one of the main goals like basically the main thing about being a mascot is you like you gotta give the public a, a great time and that is something um and if you do that then you're golden that's basically yeah one of my main main topics is that just give the kid a smile a laugh and make sure they have a good time and that's what, even with any event, as long as you're having a good time, I don't know what to say. It's just I'm, I'm just tearing, I'm tearing up right now because of your stories. But yeah, <laughs> that's the thing about like, oh, well, we, well, we just as entertainers. And the thing is, yes. Richard, one thing you don't realize is, uh, like I said, Lucas said, he's on the spectrum. Yes. Um, J and B, uh, Joseph, he's on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, I, I have um, we never really tested, but we think I'm on a spectrum. I have special needs, learn learning learning and speech. Um, Irvine, one of our other um hosts, uh, he has similar palsy. So, um, that's one thing I love about um this podcast, the mascot community. You never know um what the person may have in life or what they're going through in life. You just know that they like to entertain. And that's what we all do. We all love to entertain people. And and it's filming in formats. Mascots, sports, restaurants, corporations, or cosplayers. And we just all love to entertain people. And that's what makes our community special.
Joseph. Yep. No, what I else? Agree. Do you agree? Yeah, big time. So, what else do you have that you'd like to ask Richard? Um, I'm just taking it all in, really. Um, I'm just you know listening and just really just you know learning. I mean that that's another part of you know being part of this community is just you know learning. Um, uh, I, I I can't really think of a question you know that's really outright you know something I thought about for a while, but I I mean if I had to ask you anything right now, it'd probably be. Um, what is um what is something um that you wish to do like are there causes that you do want to get into as far as mascots go like you know maybe like helping people in substance abuse prevention or like maybe people who are uh um struggling mentally or you know just you know things like that is there anything else you're passionate about? Well, it opens up, you know, every time every time we meet these children, I mean, it opens up a whole new window of, you know, opportunities. Um, this one, I think I've seen it all. <laughs> you, you, you find another health condition. And, you know, they all need support groups. And every one of these, every one of these families, uh, I don't know how they do it. I'm not going to lie. Um, just to watch them go through their daily, daily experiences. And we try to, you know, give them the the opportunities and the avenues where they can get, you know, the, the resources they need. Um, but for the most part within the foundation, we're so busy. I mean, we did, uh, we've been going through, you know, getting taxes ready for, for last year. And, and we, we noticed we've done 42 experiences last year. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, you figure 42 experiences, divide that by 12 months. I mean, we're doing over three experiences a month. And that's not even including that's not even including the funerals that we attend as mascots. That's actually putting on different experiences for these families, whether it be the large scale ones like we did on Saturday night or the one-on-one -on -one stuff where we're going out and we're creating a memory like I was talking about for, for Kimmy and her prom. We do a bunch of those one-on-ones and we generally do the one-on-ones because we're so big right now. The one-on-ones generally are just before a child passes away and it's more of a, a last memory for these families to take on and, and hold on to instead of seeing um, their child just deteriorate all the way down to nothing. We try to either go visit them in the house, do something special or do something like the prom or taking them someplace. And, um, you know, just to give them that, that final memory. But as far as being able to have goals and aspirations any further than this, our, our big goal um, is that we are in the process of securing some, some land property out here in Utah that we are going to be um, opening up a special needs, all abilities, indoor amusement park out here in Utah. Um, just because we can't find venues big enough to host 1,600 families. And plus the fact there's really nothing out here. Um, I know there's nothing in Utah, but there's nothing out here, especially indoors, that gives these special needs children an opportunity to go to an amusement park where they're not looked down upon, where they actually have their own sanctuary to be able to go and do something, where a child that will have all sorts of sensory rooms if they're in that autistic spectrum, to have sensory room activities to be able to go to at any given moment, or a child in a wheelchair can go out and ride certain 
you know, low profile rides that they normally wouldn't get to do in a wheelchair. For instance, you have a, a carousel that um, they can get up on and, and their wheelchair could be bracketed in and all of a sudden a monster truck shell will drop down over their wheelchair and they get to experience maybe a, a screen right in front of them like they're driving over cars, which is just a carousel. But in their mind and their vision in front of them, they're actually riding in an actual um, the monster truck going over these cars. And that's that's what's happening right now um, with some of the, the sponsors we've we've met up with. And I don't want to go too much into it, but um, that's 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 the goal of the future of this foundation. And it's not it's not just a foundation. This will be, you know, available to any anybody worldwide to come in and attend this. This will be um, a park exclusively just for families that have children with special needs to terminal health conditions, a place where they can go and um, not only be able to have fun, but there'll also be a, a nice memory grove type thing in there for a child that we've lost and had to say goodbye to. They'll have their own little memory area that they can go into that, you know, have trees and waterfalls and things like that. Um, kind of like Disneyland has their central park right in the center of the park. They have, you know, that little center thing where everybody branches off to the different various parks this will be the same type of thing, but it'll be an enclosed, really special grove where they can go in and in, in honor of their child, go in there and pay their respects. I mean, what, what family wants to go to a cemetery? No, I don't know of any kid that wants to go to a cemetery, and I don't know many parents that like to either. But this place will be like a magical place where you would think of like a Garden of Eden type thing where they can go in and, and yeah, it's still going to be sad and they can still have a cry moment. But then as soon as they walk out of that room, in honor of their child that they can go out and make a memory with the rest of the family and enjoy a day of, of having some fun in that child's memory. Like, I know there's one place here in in Florida. It's a village. And yep. that's Give Kids the World. Give Kids the World. Been out there, visited them. They were amazing. They, they took us right in. They answered a bunch of questions. Love that place. Absolutely love it. And, um, you know, we've done a lot of stuff with Make-A-Wish over the years and, and been part of a lot of their wish making. And, and you, you did hit it on the head. We are that a lot of people make it similarities that we are like a Make-A-Wish. Um, we don't we don't say what we are. We, we don't send children off to Disneyland or, or create that stuff. Everything we create on the one on one spectrum like that is, you know, the mascots want to be involved and they want to be part of the experience we put together. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. Um, that's the best way to kind of compare, compare the two. No, but, I'm, I'm yeah, saying I, like, I'm saying like, if you make your, uh, if, if this um, indoor amusement park does come to life, um, that, that's, that's why I came to my mind kind of thing. That's the village yep. for them here in the East Coast. And now, and if, if your park does come, Oh yes, we're praying that it does come to plan. You you guys have the West Coast. Yeah. So the cool thing about it is we have you know with John Napsey in in our corner, you know, it pretty much gives us all the sports teams mascots across the country. So we know we're going to have a a huge support system of mascots coming out here and visiting visiting that park and being part of these magical moments with these kids. You know, there's a lot of those those professional mascots that actually come to Utah to get their their costumes made and, and, and repaired a ton. I mean, we, we have a yeah. huge 
huge demand yeah. out here in Utah where they, they, they come out. When they're out here, they visit, and then when this, you know, while you're here, you might as well go out and visit the park. Yep, and and the thing is, it's you know what you're there. You're on a business trip. Why not get back to the community at, uh, at yeah. the same time? So, yeah. and there is there are some great mascot um, organizations in Utah when it comes to um, costume designings, counseling, consulting. So, like I said, this has been such a touching inspiring learning bonus episode of the podcast yeah. and like like it's hard to make me speechless it's hard <laughs> to make me be like okay this is something that's and that's the thing like you cannot predict the future you no. cannot predict um you can't go back to the past um, you must be in that moment there now, like you are there. And one thing, like, I know, like, I feel like one thing that should end up being not really a thing is when you go to events, uh, you're doing family activities, don't be on your phone. Make yeah. those mental memories. Make those memories in your head. Make those memories in your head. Remember that stuff. You know what? Okay, it is cool to like. Okay, let's take a selfie. You know what? That's that's cool. But is that a mental memory for you? So like, be in that moment. Be um en enjoy the the activity that you're at, whatever it is. And make that mental memory. Because, like I said, you cannot predict the future. You cannot go back in the past. You're in the moment right here and now. Exactly right. If you don't make the moment last right this particular minute, then trust me, I, I've, I've dealt with this a few times over the years, and I, I kicked myself in the butt multiple times because I didn't act in the moment. I said, oh, I got a couple of days. I can, I can make, make a visit to this child. And I've, I've been burned a couple of times where a child passed away and I was not able to go see that child because I put it off because I had something different to do. And, you know, those little, those little things I'm going to eat at me for the rest of my life. And there's nothing I can do about it. Like you said, I can't go back to the past. All I can do is live in, live in the now and, if there's anything I can express to anybody watching this podcast or listening to this podcast is take the opportunity to serve a child or a family that has special needs or some serious health condition because it will change your life. There's no doubt about it. Um, I've seen it. I've, I've served tens of thousands of kids over the last 10 years. And one day, one day, is all it's going to take. You go do one experience at any kind of an event, and I know all these these industries all the way across the country, every one of these sports teams and, and things like that, they all have some sort of um, charity that they work with. Um, take, a, take a day and go work with some spe specific charity of your choice that has a child that is child-driven, 
that has somebody with a serious health condition and you will walk away a different person. So Joseph. Yeah. I, I, I know we, we are not, uh, all not going to know his answer, but you want to try to give him your signature question as we wrap this up? Yeah. Um, so I, I ask this pretty much to almost every single one of our guests that come on that have, um, you know, really uh, laid the foundation for their characters or organization or, you know, systems, you know, like yours, you know. Um, if you had to give one message to your family, your friends, your fans, your coworkers, everyone that has helped you along the way, um, you know, everyone that you've crossed paths, paths with during your career, if you had to say one thing, what would it be? Well, the one thing I would, I would most definitely say would be thank you. Um, thank you for your support. And, and thank you for believing in the idea that we come up with 12 years ago. Um, this wasn't my idea with my sons and I together. And, you know, my entire family is part of this foundation because they believe in its cause. And um, it's fun to see my cousins and, and things come across and, and join the foundation because they see the passion. Um, just thank you. Uh, I can't do this alone. This is a this is a huge army and a huge task to take on to serve 1,600 plus families. Uh, thank you, and you know we're going to continue knocking it out of the park. Uh, live in the moment. Um, Charlie said that you live in the day. You live in the now. You can't you can't prepare for the future because guess what? For some of these kids, tomorrow never comes. And Garth Brooks sang, sang a song about that. If tomorrow never comes. And for many of these families, tomorrow will not. And, you know, we, we have a table that we set up at every one of our large experiences uh, of pictures of children that we've had to say goodbye to over the, the last 11 years. And we honor those children by telling their parents, you know, never to be forgotten. And we put those pictures on the table. And I cannot physically spend more than 10 seconds at that table without falling because I've done experiences for every one of those kids or I've carried those kids to their final resting place. Um, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today because tomorrow's not a given. It's not a, it's not a guarantee for any of us. That includes you and me. Tomorrow is not given. Yep. God damn it. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm good. Right. Okay. Uh, I know this you is a, yeah, this definitely is a um touchworthy episode, big time. And you know what? I know I said it in the past a, a lot already that I'm doing this um month long fundraiser for my birthday. This is what I'm going to do. Once this episode is advertised and posted. I'm going to make it an Instagram fundraiser as well with the link so people can um, make a donation to the Mascot Mural Coach Foundations based off the, of this episode alone. 
because, um, like I say, I want to help. We want to help as much as possible, um, with you guys, because what you do, Richard, it's just top notch, um, entertainment. Um, sadly, it's only in the um Utah area. Hopefully, it's going to expand um very soon. Because it's just amazing. I got invited to go to London to visit a child before she passed away. I'm like, holy crap. I had no idea that I would be followed by people in England. But I got I got a, a message asking if I could Wait. go visit their daughter. And I'll let you know a fun little thing about, you said, you said England? Yep. I want to make sure I have this correctly. Four percent of our listeners are from the United Kingdom. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Eleven percent are from Germany. Um, four percent from Ireland, Italy. Uh, three percent. Two percent is from India. Two percent from France. One percent from Spain. One percent from Australia. We have people listeners in Turkey, Romania, Haiti, um, Hungary, Slovakia. Ukraine, like all over the globe listening to this podcast. Well, that just shows you that nobody in any nation is exempt from these serious health conditions. And um, I don't care your race, your religion, anything. When I see a child, I don't see the health condition they have. I see one of God's angels. And that's the way that's the way I serve them. I don't care where they're from or anywhere else. My whole purpose in life right now over the last 11 years is to serve these little angels because they're the ones that make me a better person. It's not the other way around. So with that being said, thank you, Richard, so much for joining us. Thank you, Mascot Miracles Foundation, for your time on your busy schedules. And guys, make sure... Richard, go ahead, plug all the um, media pages and websites for us. So you can go to our website, which is mascotmiraclesfoundation.org. If you want to learn more about the foundation, you can actually register one of a hero there. Um, if you're going to be out in Utah, by all means, please register a child. And if we're having an experience that particular time when you're in town, by all means, come join us and enjoy what we do. Um, if you're in the state of Utah, please sign up and, and come be one of our volunteers. We'd love to have you. Um, we have a Facebook page under Mascot Miracles Foundation. We have our Instagram, Mascot Miracles as well. And um, you can you can donate to any of those places as well. You can learn all about us. And, um, you know, the state of Utah actually gave us a certificate a few months ago that uh, this last year we were 100% in donating back to our foundation. Um, like I said, none of our None of our board members, none of our volunteers get any kind of money whatsoever. This all is going back to the children, keeping the money within the foundation and, and operational costs with the buses and stuff. But yeah, none of us take compensation or, or, or monies of any kind. So, like I said, we'll put all the links in descriptions uh, in the other links in the description of this episode. And. Perfect. And then you can reach out to me as well if you ever have any questions about the foundation or anything like that. My personal email is rich 
at mascotmiraclesfoundation.org. That email will come straight to me. I will see it and I will respond back to it. Um, I, I'm actively involved in everything that goes on with this foundation. And, you know, I pretty much know everything that's going happening and whatnot. Um, and then when we plan an experience, the volunteers take over. But I'm actively involved at all times of, of what's going on. It's not like I just sit in the back corner and do nothing. So I will respond back to your, your messages if you, you if you want to talk to me, you can call me at any time as well. Phone number is 801-493-9394. Um, that comes right to the Mask of Miracles phone. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions or do anything I can to, to help make this go forward even further. Charlie, thank you so much for the invitation. Um, sorry I made you cry. It wasn't on purpose. Well, yeah, I, I, I cry all the time. So I'm a ball baby. You so know I'm what? That, that shows that uh, we are, we are, we care about people. We are people, people, persons. Like so, like I said, it is an honor to have you on joining us. Um, you're thanking us. We're thanking you thank because you. it's a 30, 30 plus years of of entertaining. It's a milestone. We appreciate it. You are a legend. No. In the community. John Absey's a legend. He was one of my mentors. So John Absey was one of my mentors when I got into the the pro side of everything. So he's he's a stud and you know, I I totally look up to him. And in fact, him and I, he was he was uh he was at the parade on Saturday night driving around one of the mascots during the parade. So he's the legend. I say like you, you, you're you're a legend in your own way. You're a legend <laughs> in, in, in giving back. So appreciate it. Thank and, you so much. And everyone listening, um, hope you had your tissues. Hope you got inspired to get back to your community. And we we'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a wonderful evening.